three. Thursday morning it is. Lovely to be with you. What's so lovely about it? Was that genuine enough? <laughs> no, that was Gush. not. That was Gushing. not. <laughs> no, it's, it's very mediocre to be with you, yes, Steve. Yes, mediocrely l- l- likewise. Good to see you. So, uh, listen, let's hear the crickets. Yes. No, nothing going on. Nothing going on. They had Move a, along, please. They had an election this week somewhere, didn't they? They did. They did. just heard a juicy clip on the news of Trump berating a CNN reporter. Oh, you see, I was thinking about the Madagascar presidential election. Mm. Which yeah. uh, 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 of which um, I've been following quite closely, and there's been lots of irregularities in that election. You know, really. I mean, that that sort of thing doesn't happen. There was another election somewhere. Oh, that's right, America. Uh, apparently, they had irregularities there as well. Irregularities. So, <laughs> Madagascar, America. Hey, same, same. I think it's pretty much the same deal. To yeah. Be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, anyway, well, anyway, let's let's not we dwell on that. There's, yeah, there's, found there's, out what it was. Y- midterms, yeah, midterms. We for the first time we actually realised that their system is even more <laughs> what's it than ours. I mean, like it's not all of the Senate. It's it's all of the House of Representatives. There's lots of governors being elected, but of course some aren't actually being elected because they come in unopposed. Hey. That's like the Hong Kong system. Is it? It's like the rotten boroughs here. No, nothing to see here. <coughs> no, move along. Ah, uh, well, now, funny you should say nothing to see here, because what was really interesting is is um, Hong Kong sent a pretty high-level um, chappy by the name of Matthew Jung, who is, in fact, the Chief Secretary for Administration, I believe, Yarp. along to Geneva to the UN Commission on Human Rights. I always get the name of that mixed up, but anyway. And, you know, norm- and the whole point of that, I mean, the usual paranoia from, from people like Mr. Zhang and indeed his, his other colleagues in the Chinese delegation was, oh, you know, they've all got it, you know, the famous Kenneth Williams thing. Infamy. Infamy, <laughs> infamy, they've all got it, infamy. Um, but, but they don't usually get a mention of but that, this. Now, yeah. that was what I was going to say. Yeah. So, you know, normally, I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, dodgy dodgy doings in, in Libya and dodgy doings in... in uh, Oh, take your pick anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> take your pick, um, and they—they they, apparently they all get um, all the delegates to this um, conference get forty-five seconds, which doesn't seem terribly long to me. But there you go, um, to to express a view. And it was astonishing how many of them focused in on Hong Kong. Mm. So you know, <laughs> there's Matthew Matthew Jones. In his, he's got a rather, in English, he, he sounds rather plummy, and he was sitting there in his three-piece suit. He looked actually quite amusing, because he was part of the Chinese delegation, and they were all in standard Beijing gear, you know, the, the slightly ill-fitting suit, the, the, the very large pair of glasses, and the general look of disdain at being anywhere. Um, so he's sitting there in the middle, and they've all got their... Um, headphones on because he he conducted himself in english obviously they couldn't speak that or if they could they couldn't speak it very well and he's sort of going no nothing he says um and then he he says "Um, i'm going to read what he said because he says um he saw these accusations were unwarranted unfounded and unsubstantiated that's three uns if anybody's um taking note and he just sounded like you know the the standard issue dictatorship spokesman now i'm not saying hong kong's a dictatorship because it isn't let's just say robert mugabe has said similar <laughs> i was going to say <laughs> but i mean you know i i have been you you know show me the evidence you say a hundred million people have died i i i've been down the streets and not a single person died yesterday i mean it sounded exactly like that it is playbook it isn't was, it it was it was 
But as you say, what's interesting about that is the fact that there was so much focus on Hong Kong. So, you know, when they um, kick out journalists here, when people disappear off the streets of Hong Kong, when people are banned from standing for election, guess what? There is a price to be paid for that. I mean, I thought they must have believed, or maybe they don't care. I suppose that's always the, uh, the other alternative. Maybe they must have believed that nobody would have noticed. You know, you can do all this stuff. You know, you can kick out a journalist from, oh, that's right, one of the world's best-known newspapers. You, you, you can start banning political parties. You, you can bar nine people in total, I think that's the current total, from standing for election. And people would go, oh, well, uh, that seems all right to me. At the time. <laughs> <laughs> but evidently not. And it's quite interesting. Mm. In case you wondered whether any of this has a real cost. I mean, I'm sure all of this is done to please the boys up north and they're all going, well done, Carrie, you're our gal. And I'm sure that's all very well. Just like you are, girl. But it <laughs> is quite interesting. This is the week in which um, the Australian government knocked back a takeover deal for a, a very large um, gas utility called APA in, in Australia coming from the CK Group in Hong Kong on grounds of national security. Interesting. That's a first. So, um, whether or not this was... And, and, you know, you have to qualify all these things because it may just be a general feeling, and, and in fact, it could well be a general feeling we don't want foreigners taking over our utility. But it is quite interesting. It's a bit late for Australia. I mean, think of well, the mind, was, yeah. well, in fact, what's interesting about Australia and the CK Group, this is, in, in fact, what used to be known as Chang Kong, uh, K.S. Lee's um, group, which by coincidence is now run by his son. Don't know how he got that job. Um, anyway, what, what's interesting about this is, in fact, they do have quite extensive investments in Australian mm. utilities. So why is it now that there's this worry about having a Hong Kong company coming in and taking over? Uh, uh, it, this is a gas utility. It's a very large gas... In fact, I think it's the largest gas supplier in Australia. Mm. It's quite interesting. You know, they always say political repression, suppression of freedom of expression, suppression of human rights is cost-free because when it comes down to business, no-one's going to notice. Well, hey, somebody noticed in Australia this week. Now, you, you, I'm sure this will be brushed off and they'll say, oh, well, you know, you can't, you can't judge anything. Speculation is this. the word of the week. Speculation is the word of the week. I would hate to speculate on why this week the CK group got knocked back on grounds of national security. But I think I will say that, that the, the stupid, brain-dead idea that you can do all these things. I mean, it's bad enough here. I mean, it, it, it obviously affects people here. And that's my main concern, actually, because I live here, funnily enough. Mm -hmm. But that, that, that it's cost-free in the wider world. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. People are paying attention. And the, the, the shine is coming off. You know, the reason Hong Kong, although Hong Kong has been mentioned before in these U UN Human Rights Commissions, the reason Hong Kong was really never featured in any kind of way is people kind of said oh well you know there's this and that going on but there's nothing really serious going on i think we've kind of tipped over from not much going on to oh this is becoming a bit of a worry quite a bit going on yeah allegedly allegedly <laughs> and unsubstantiatedly and undeservedly and very very badly badly yeah he fell <laughs> 
But it, I, I mean, what what was also interesting is the range of of national representatives, the range of countries, including America, I- I- including Britain, including France, who who expressed concern at this meeting. You know, Hong Kong, in its absolute fervent desire. When I say Hong Kong, of course, I mean the leadership of Hong Kong, not necessarily the people of Hong Kong, to to be wholly identified with with the People's Republic of China and all its doings, and to have forgotten that the separate status that the Hong Kong SAR says in that fervent plan. And incidentally, can I just say what a great thing the Greater Bay Area is? Because I haven't mentioned that yet. Greater Bay, um, in their fervent desire to do this, they are now paying a bigger and bigger price mm-hmm. and why i mean who does yeah, it why? benefit who does it benefit doesn't benefit people here and actually you know <coughs> it doesn't benefit the people in beijing i know of course they're they're absolutely paranoid of, of the idea of what they call splitism and separatism but you know hong kong did provide and hopefully can continue to provide this useful bridging role to the rest of the world. But the rest of the world is increasingly looking at Hong Kong and saying, well, it's not exactly a bridge. It's more like a same piece of landmass. And why should we ignore what's going on in Hong Kong? And the point about Hong Kong is that it's a deterioration. When you look at the situation on the mainland where you've had a a, a one-party dictatorship for half a century, people kind of know that's the deal there. They don't say, oh, my God, They've got a dictatorship in China. Who knew that? It's ruled by somebody called the Communist Party. Who knew that? Yeah. No, they kind of knew all of that. This mm. isn't new information. So, um, good luck. How would you, as a person who's been sent... Oh, there's another story there, of course, because the chief executive used the word speculation with regards to the CS, but we'll get to that. How would you stand up and defend what's becoming the... In, in, is it indefensible? <laughs> Well, undefendable. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you do, if, if, if you want to do what, what, what I call a carry, because she's quite good at this. She, she, just, she, she just does that blank face. No, no, can't hear, can't speak, can't say, no. But they really can't. Well, if that is the case, uh, that, it's a bit of a worry. And thereby hangs a tail, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Matthew Chung is a jolly fellow, and I, I, I'm sure he's great fun and loves kids. And he wanted to go to this and thing. And he wanted... He well, really wanted to yeah. go there, I bet. Who doesn't want to go to Geneva on, yeah. on, on at the beginning of winter? <laughs> Stand up on worldwide television. Yes. And, and, and Chocolate there is very good in Well, there you go. Um, but, you know, who doesn't? Um, actually, I've been to conferences in Geneva. Do you know they're just as dull as they are in any other part oh, of the world go. it's, it's an extraordinary thing but where, where, where were we oh yes yes you're you're, you're talking about how, so how would you, do you how do you it? spin this well when i it's... mean if you're smart yeah. and gosh let's not throw around accusations of people in the hong kong government being smart but if you're smart you could at least say we hear what you're saying we don't agree with you we hear what you're saying if you've got any specific instances we'll look at it you could say that and i have actually seen smart people smart, do that smart kind bad of blokes thing. smart bad blokes but you know if you want to do the you know you want to to garb yourself in in the usual standard um dictator's kit you just go there and go none of your business not saying anything don't interfere don't interfere yeah. and by the way you're very smelly this does yeah this does gild the lily somewhat because the way even the way you said it when you were saying to me we do hear you and he cocks his head to one side as he's saying yeah. that to me there's a human thing in there yeah. that people would respond to 
They would, and they would say, you know, maybe these people aren't as bad as we thought they were. You know, I mean, I, let's not make too big a deal of this. I know that the UN uh, Human Rights Congress isn't the be-all and end-all of world affairs, and I know that perhaps the average Joe in the street isn't paying daily attention to its sure, to its things, but it's part of the bigger picture, mm-hmm. and it and it used to be a tiny little bit of the bigger picture now it's a sort of it's that sort of ink spot that's that's spreading and spreading all over the page i'll tell you what an esteemed journalist posted up on social media the entire transcript of that and he put three words before he just said barefaced liar (laughs) well you know um, what's this? What, what was this, who was it who said about you know dip, diplomats are good people who are sent out to lie for their country? Well, they are, you see. I mean, it's not, they're not exactly lying, but Instantly, they're micros- Matthew Chung isn't a diplomat, but uh, they're mind. right on the fence with their truths, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, a good man sent to die for his country. That's they have women doing it now as well, apparently. Listen to Paul in half an hour from now. Still in with Steve. Oh, sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be listening to that. Good. good. Um, Meanwhile, yep. back on ground ground zero. Yep. Um, that's nineteen seventy. Sometimes I think Hong Kong is um, perhaps still somewhere adjacent to nineteen seventy. But nonetheless, and I'm I'm do this with some diffidence. There has been another survey, and oh, you yeah. know how excited a survey a, says a, a chap gets about a <laughs> survey. But it, it is one in a long line who have a um, a consistent theme. This is among young people asking about their sense of identity in Hong Kong. It's conducted by the Chuhai College. Um, quite a big sample. And and they found that 45% of the people they interviewed strongly disagreed with the statement that I'm a, 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 a Chinese national. Only 24% agreed with that. And there's other findings, but there were also 50% strongly disagreed with the statement that China's political system is improving. So the takeaway from that can be one of two things. One, it can be more national education in schools, more flag waving, more flag raising, more national anthem, more blah, 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 more propaganda, in other words, and more compulsion. You know, you don't want students and young people thinking of themselves. Or the other thing you could perhaps take away from that is a bit of self-reflection. Why is it that so few of... Hong Kong's younger people identify with the motherland, do not want to be um, seen as being Chinese nationals, do not believe that the political system is improving. Why is that? That might be a question worth answering, not just how can we bludgeon an answer that we want into their heads. That's tried and tested. (coughs) It is tried and tested and fails. I mean, you know, you can put, as apparently China has, a million people... Uh, from the northwest or the west of the country into detention camps, Uyghur people, and and give them compulsory education and force them to speak Putonhua, um and eat pork. Uh, uh, and eat pork. I don't know if that's. I, I, I don't, don't know, know if about that's that. I don't know if they, that's uh, what you read. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I don't know about that, but they most certainly are trying to extinguish the language, which which doesn't even have any similarity to Chinese. It's a pure Turkic language. Um, you can either do that. Mm. And then put out these grotesque videos of Uyghurs singing, dancing and smiling as they do folk song 
performances and perform sports. I think we've actually seen this before in other places. Never, never, never ends well. That's the absolute lesson of history. Now, of course, if you put a million people in Hong Kong detention camps, that would be a bit draconian. So Some that's... would say they already are. <laughs> oh, you've been to those housing estates, have you? <laughs> but, um, you know, um, obviously we're not, we're not, thank goodness, anywhere near that stage. But we are near a stage where the only response that you get from the government, when you get surveys of this kind, is, oh, Whoa, we've got to step up our efforts to, to, to force people to change their minds. It's not human nature. It don't work. It, it really doesn't work. work. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, good luck with that, Carrie. I'm sure she's listening. She's, she's a great fan of this programme. Um, great fan of Radio 3. Yeah. She, 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 and, and of English language broadcasting in general. She's, mm. She said as much. Never. <laughs> but, um, you know... I, I just point out this survey because there's actually been a whole train of them and they all come to remarkably similar conclusions, which perhaps suggests that they reflect something that is real in Hong Kong, which is that as they ramp up the propaganda offensive, as they ramp up the, um, the, the coercive elements of controlling information and controlling the political system, there is a backlash. Mm. It's as simple as that. I think the third takeaway from this survey could be that the Hong, the Hong Kong Democratic Party maybe sponsored it. Now, I'm joking here because even if I agree with something that a survey says, I always ask who paid for it and why. Well, this is Chu High College. You, you can take it. Uh, who paid for it and why? Well, <laughs> yeah. the interesting thing is that the commentary from the people who conducted the survey, they didn't sound like Democrats for me yeah. because their commentary on their own findings was all along the lines of we've got to step up patriotic education, we've got to force them to think differently. Hmm. So I'm not entirely sure that that no, came no, no. from a... Uh, 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 another direction. There's all, it's interesting. I mean, fascinating. Bias aside, there's all, there is always a reason why they do these no, things. No, you're right. You and, should uh, always look at the source of these surveys. It sounds yeah. like maybe an anthropological study. And if it is just that, then kudos, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Especially anyway. if they don't agree. Anyway, what's next? <laughs> they don't like the findings. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think we, we, we've thrown uh, on this programme far too much restraint today in not mentioning transportation matters, because that's what... Uh, uh, those people of us who are concerned about the Greater Bay Area are very, very concerned about. So now we've got the bridge. <laughs> the bridge to nowhere, it turns out, is a bridge to somewhere. It's a bridge to Tung Chung. And what it does is it brings in this enormous influx of mainland tourists who want to eat and drink and shop in Tung Chung and the people who actually live there going, oh, my God. But what's really interesting in all of this, I mean... I understand the bridge is a spectacle. I can quite see why people want to go on there for, you know, for the sheer what's-it of going on a very large bridge, largest in the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it ain't doing what it's supposed to do. I mean, what we were told was not that it was going to be a tourist attraction. I mean, can you imagine spending those billions and billions and billions of dollars people to build a tourist this. attraction? and. They claim, of course, that it's oh, it's absolutely, absolutely, very, 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 bigly, bigly essential for connecting Hong Kong to our compatriots the on the mainland and in the Greater Bay Area, which, of course, we're which all is very near keen the Belt and Road, very close to Belt and Road. In fact, on it, yes. it is actually on it. Yeah, Belt and Road. 
And it's supposed <laughs> to be... Turn right this... at Let's Be Having You. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be... No jokes, thank you. Uh, it's supposed to be a, a, a vital link for commerce. And the, the dirty secret is that practically no commerce is passing through that bridge whatsoever. It's jam full of, of tourists clambering onto other full coaches to, to end up in Tung Chung and, and, and annoy all the residents there. Mm. I mean, it's, it's kind of farcical. Because there's so the whole thing was opened at a certain date purely because of the um, travel agenda of President Xi Jinping it had nothing to do with actual necessity. He basically said, he, "All right, it's open. See ya." Well, he didn't say very much more than that. I mean, he sort of turned up and he gave that he gives that sort of rather disdainful look when he comes to events. It's quite funny, and and, and he does that sort of you know raised hands clap, which I'm I'm very favour very very fond of myself but you know some people aren't anyway so there, there we are the bridge is opened it's now purely as as far as i could uh, understand a tourist attraction causing great aggravation quick pause to the, to the, to the residents of landau apparently on the way out it <coughs> serves a purpose but it's coming back to the nightmare apparently i, I wonder why i wonder why i yeah. mean you know it's it's completely unexceptional that that you have a bridge that goes to Macau, it goes to Zhuhai, and you can get on a coach and go yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, you can't, of course, drive on it because it's a bridge. Um, who's ever heard of people driving their own cars on a bridge? Whoa, what sort of stupid idea is that? You can't do that, of course. So it, it's a kind of transport obstacle, but it's a tourist attraction. Well, if I had so many squillions of, of dollars in my back pocket to build a tourist attraction, I probably wouldn't have built the bridge. Now, let's take this a bit further. So the residents of Tung Chung are right up in arms. I can see this getting nasty. Oh, yes. I well, mean, properly I mean, nasty. We've, we've had it. We've already had the, the, the nastiness. Um, you remember um, uh, in, in places like Chim Sa Choi, um, these were people coming over the existing land border. So, you know, there is the potential for that. They're now saying, it's very interesting. I heard someone on this very radio station this morning saying, mm. oh, well, we could um, divert them to Sham Shui Po because that's high on the tourist board's list of preferred destinations. I'm thinking, oh, well, there's a good reason why people aren't going to go there. <laughs> where, where 